doing something a little bit different in keeping with the festive season for this sermon. This is actually going to be a, a narrative sermon. And it's basically preaching a sermon through storytelling. And the goal of the sermon is to talk a little bit about what is the purpose of Christmas. This story is going to be through the lens of the innkeeper. So just keep that in mind as I launch into the story. That's, that's whose perspective I'm coming from. And so let's, let's now pray as we uh, go to God's word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the amazing fact that you involved yourself in human history. That you sent your son to become flesh, to live as one of us, to die for us. And Lord, I pray that you would brush the dust off of our eyes this day as we go and seek to see this story afresh and let it take root in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's 33 years ago. It was a night, a night that I will never forget. To be honest, I was exhausted that night. I had been working slavishly for the last three days, preparing the rooms for people to arrive. In our inn, the most magnificent, the most elegant, and the only inn in Bethlehem, was packed that night. It was full of people. Why was it full of people? Well, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. So that meant that everybody had to go back to their hometown in all of Jerusalem. Now I want you to imagine that with me real quick. These are people that have, have to go back to the hometown that they've left to get, to pay taxes to a government that's oppressing them. So as you can imagine, people are not very excited about being back in Bethlehem. So think about it like your high school reunion and then tax season all rolled into one. And then you're jam-packed in an end. So I am stressed out. See, Bethlehem is not maybe the biggest and the best town in the world. Bethlehem is, is known for two things and two things only. First of all, it's where King David was born, but then he became king and never came back to Bethlehem. And it's known for a second thing. The prophet Micah, over 400 years ago, prophesied that a savior was supposed to be born there. The Messiah who was going to save the world. But did you catch that? It was 400 years ago. And so, just like David... At this point in the story, I'm thinking, God's abandoned us. God's not coming back. He's not going to help us. So that's where I'm at. At this point in the story, I am not a man of faith. And so that night, getting back to the story, I was rushing around. Things were crazy. And I was serving dinner. And all of a sudden, I heard a knock at the door. So I walked over, opened the door, and I saw the saddest thing. There was a man there. And his legs and his robe were covered in dirt. It told the story of how long he'd been walking to get to Bethlehem. And next to him was his wife to be betrothed. A young woman. And she was not a day shy of nine months pregnant. She was ready to bear that child. But here's the thing. They were exhausted 
But I saw something in their eye that I had not seen in a very long time. I saw hope in their eye. Like they were expecting to get some good news. But I was not going to be the one that brought that good news to them. The man asked me, sir, do you have any room in the inn? And I said, you see the sign? It says no vacancy. We don't have any room. We're totally full. And I slammed the door on him. And as I was walking back, I was thinking to myself, you know, I probably could move around some rooms and shuffle here and there. But I don't want to make my paying customers unhappy. And so I went back to serving them dinner. And a few minutes later, knock, 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 I heard another knock on the door. So I walked over, and there they were. And I kind of expected that, that, that pitiful hope in their eyes would be gone. But they still had it. And they asked, sir, please, is there any place that we could rest our head for the night? And so I said, okay. Okay, I think I have an idea. Do you have any money? And the man said, yes, of course, I have money. Well, for 50 bucks, you can stay in my stable. And he looked at his wife, and his wife looked at him and nodded. And they said, we'll take it. Anything to get us out of the wind and out of the cold. And so I walked him back, back to the stable, opened up. It was a little stinky, but I said, you can sleep here for the night. I'll bring out a few blankets later. And then I went back to work in the inn. Now, like I said, it was crazy. So it was about 2.30 in the morning when I finally finished all my work and I was about to go to bed. And then I remembered, oh, shoot, there's that couple. So I was like, let me go check on them, bring them a few blankets, make sure they haven't frozen to death. And so I walked back to the stables and it was a cold night. And I opened the door of the stable and I saw something. I did not expect to see. There there were, there was animals circled around, sleeping. And in the middle was one lamp that was lit. And in the light of that lamp, there was the man. And there was the woman. But then there was a third. A babe. Wrapped in swaddling cloths. And lying in a manger. And I thought to myself, what kind of world is this that a baby would have to be born in a dirty, cold stable? And what kind of world is this that its first bed was a feeding trough for animals? And then I thought, what kind of man have I become that I would push them out into the cold and play a part in this sad story? And so in shame, I, my eyes dropped to the ground and I began to walk away. And I heard the woman speak for the first time. She said, come here. And so I walked over. And I saw her eyes were exhausted. But there in her eyes was a burning fire of hope. And she said, come and see and she ushered me into the light and took the child in her arms. And I looked down at his little hands and his little feet. And she said this, Behold, the prince. And I said, The prince? What prince? And she said, Behold, the prince of peace. 
I never forgot that night. It stuck with me through my entire life up until this point. The thing was, there was something about that child and the hope that I saw in their eyes that was contagious for me. I began to pray for the first time. I began to say, God, for some reason that child showed me that you have not abandoned us. And I started asking God, God, I want that peace. How can I have that peace in my heart that I saw in that couple that night? And then the years passed. And this past Passover, as is the custom for all Jews, I went up to Jerusalem. And as I was on the outskirts of town, I came over the top of a hill and I saw that woman again. She had aged, of course, but it was the same woman. And her feet were covered in dirt and there was tears streaming down her eyes. And she held in her hands a man, a lifeless man, at the foot of an empty cross. And I tried to avert my eyes, but she saw me, she recognized me. And she said to me, come, come here. And so I walked over towards her, and in her eyes, I could see pain, I could see sorrow, but I could also see that fire of hope was still burning. And she said, come and see. She looked down at that man, and in his hands were holes, and in his feet were wound prints. And I said, what child is this? And she said, behold the prince. And I asked, prince, what prince? And she said, behold the prince of peace who takes away the sin of the world. So tonight, whatever brought you to these doors, whatever burdens you're carrying, if you've run out of hope, if you are burdened and tired and stressed this Christmas season, if you have sought after peace and sought after peace but it never lasts, tonight, this Christmas Eve night, behold the Prince of Peace who takes away the sins of the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending us your Son. We thank you for making him one of us, that he can sympathize with all the things that we go through. Thank you for sending him to live, to die, and to rise again for us. And Lord God, I just pray that you would come tonight, restore to us the joy and the wonder of Christmas. Lord, let us know that you are our only hope and the peace that lasts. Let us behold you this night. Let us behold the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name, amen.